Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. I'm Leo Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and, of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with an interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. If you're not a subscriber, take that moment before we get started to subscribe to the series. You like music? You like interviews? You like to know how the artists do their thing? Well, we, we publish multiple interviews every single week, so stay updated at uh, Spotify or YouTube or iTunes, Apple Podcast, anywhere you get your favorite podcast from. I'm Kyle Merritt. Today, my guest, Santana, Mr. Carlos Santana himself, talking about his brand new record called Africa Speaks. It is such a cool record, and he's going to tell us the uh, the concept behind it because this is, as he says, uh, all music starts with African music. And so we found him in a collaboration with producer Rick Rubin, uh, the uh, the singer Buika, and Laura Mavula to construct this really, really interesting concept album. Uh, we'll talk about uh, how he inserts his style into this, what Africa means these days, not just music, but also politically, and how that ties with what's happening in Central and South America, and, and well, you know what's going on with the news. But even with all that news, uh, Carlos Santana is so optimistic and so full of, of uh, spirit and love which you'll get all throughout this interview. And on top of that, we'll break down a few of my favorite tracks from it. We'll hear about the EP that kind of started out this year, separate of this album, In Search of Mona Lisa. And then we'll head to a couple of the landmarks that he's also celebrating. It's 20 years ago that his big, huge comeback record, Supernatural, came out. We'll touch on that and then head back to 1969, not only for his debut album, but of course for his performance in Woodstock that put him on the world stage. I'll tell you, it's impossible to walk away 
from an interview with Carlos Santana and not feel inspired. And that's what you'll get right here. Speaking about the record Africa Speaks, it's Kyle Meredith with Santana. Hi, Kyle. How are you, sir? I'm grateful and happy. Well, let's jump into Africa Speaks here. And I figured we'd start with some of the obvious stuff, and and that being what brought you to the African sound that you're diving into on this record. The main word is healing. You know, the ingredients and nutrients from African rhythms, melodies, and colors, and emotions, passions. It's a healing element because nothing's more healing than joy, and African music always creates joy, which is the opposite of what's happening happening in this planet and everywhere is there's a fever of fear everywhere you know being promoted in every channel and I, I find it quite predictably boring and pathetic so like who I am uh, I take elements from Africa uh, music and I learned that this I call it mystical medicine music to heal a twisted crooked world it's interesting when I think back to that, you know, in the 80s, I think musicians paid a lot of attention to Africa. Uh, it was needed, but also it sort of became in vogue. And it was one of the, you know, darker times for that continent around then. So it's interesting to hear you flip that and uh, using that continent as a source for inspiration. Yeah, it's like, like I said, it's, it's, it's a medicine music, mystical medicine music. Now, would you say that um, you know the music that you're searching for? Is there a specific? Uh, is it is it a specific part of Africa? Uh, the type of music? It's kind of like gold. Once you find gold, it don't matter whether it came from Africa or California. You know, the, the gold is the what do I call gold? Is the nutrient energy that dismisses fear, dismisses being rich or poor or this or that. All of us, it, 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 uh, it invites humans to celebrate, validate their spirit in their light. And there it is. Yeah. You know, uh, African music helps you dance and rejoice and be not attached to gravity or time. This is why people need rituals. Basketball players, all people, everybody has a ritual. Even before Jesus was here, when people were still living in caves, humans always need a ritual. And they need a ritual because through a ritual, you, you connect with absoluteness, you know, with totality. And it's non-local. You know, local is those things they put on horses in Central Park so they don't get spooked by cabs. So you become really linear. African music is non-linear music. And re you rejoice, and people say, people, you, you know, and you, you're dancing, crying, and laughing all at the same time. And, and people say, well, what, what's happening? Because I don't know, but it's happening. Who cares? You know, don't analyze it, you know. Just join in a celebration with us, you know. Well, what are you celebrating? My light and your light. You pulled the line, you've drawn the line anyway, to, uh, from African music to Latin music in, in some other interviews. It takes an album like this for us to realize how close all the music is. That is it fair to say that we dress it up in different colors and make it something else, but it's not so different when it all comes down to it. To a certain extent, you know, like real chicken soup, doesn't matter whether it's Lipton or Sara Lee's or, but the real chicken soup that is made from hands from, you know, when, when, when grandma spends the whole day cooking, you can smell it two blocks away, you know. <laughs> right. And and so the difference is the effort, the, the devotion, and the, the integrity that you put into it. Uh, it doesn't matter what part of Africa, what matters is the rhythms, the, the consciousness of it. And to me, it's never been about Latin or Caribbean music. It's always been African since the beginning, whether it's the blues or jazz or whatever, uh, gospel music. 
music. All of it has the African element, and some people want to call it salsa, or you know, but it's still it's African music. You know, if you want to put different names on it and dress it up and sell it as something different, you got water, right? You got Abion and this, that, and, you know, but it's still water. Yeah, and, and and I've heard it's not been lost on you how organic your music sounds against so much of what else is produced these days. I mean, this record almost sounds revolutionary to me. And that's just, I think, because of what else I hear today, you know, that it is so organic and so of the earth. Well, thank you for saying that. Uh, Cindy and I were very, very um, conscious to not yield to land drums and virtual, what do you call it, virtual reality, artificial intelligence, Uh and alternative truth. All that stuff is like an illusion. It is not real. Anything that's like artificial intelligence is like a virtual uh, alternative truth. It's called just fucking lying, you know? Right. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, that we, look at, we look at things very, very, very... Uh, here's the two things that give you the sound that some people might call it organic. It's called impeccable integrity. I love you know? that. Well, thank you for your impeccable integrity, I should say. I should give you that compliment. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, going into this because it is such a focused concept in, in that way. You know, after after as much music as that you've created over you know fifty years plus, do you feel like you need a specific inspiration to do an album? Like, you, do you search for a concept now to 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 inspire you to start? No, you know, uh, I'm still with the clarity of understanding that um, I am a perpetual seven-year-old that's really thirsty for adventure, and so I love to climb a new tree or jump a new fence. Or it, it's it's I don't need to go and search for inspiration anymore. I'm the inspiration, you know. And my thirst is what you know. Like a lot of people still feel like they need to go on a diet or do push-ups or climb a mountain, you know. But all because they want to get closer to their core their center, the center of your heart. And I'm finding out that the the more you say you're, you know, I got to do 20 mantras and and chant this and pray that, the more you're saying that that's how far you are, you think you are from your center. Why don't you just take a deep breath and feel your center? And you can save a trip to the Himalayas and and see a guru in in a cave. You know, just feel, just feel your core. So I don't have to look for it anymore. I used to be a seeker. Now I'm a finder. And I find out that everywhere I, what do they say? Everywhere you go, there you are. There's something really powerful and spiritual about that. Everywhere you go, there you are. If you're not happy here, you're not going to be happy in Paris or Tokyo or, or in the Amazons, you know. Just be happy and with peace and clarity, that's, that's enlightenment. Well, let me ask you then about um, a few of these tracks specifically on this record, because I, I think what I'm, what I'm doing is giving you compliments in the form of a question ultimately here, because I do love so much of this record. And, and starting with uh, Los in, Invisibles, I'm going to get the, 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 the... Thank you. That beat and groove is so good. I was sharing this with Neil Sean, and I, was, I, I call him uh, Vortex. You know, people create, as I was saying, people create rituals and um, certain incantations because, because we want to we want to get into the same thing that Walter Payton or Michael Jordan get into. They get into the zone where the hoop becomes jimongous, or when you're running, you can penetrate to three guys and keep going. You know, and it's a certain zone that becomes supernatural, which means outside of the strength that you think you have. This 
song, Los Invisibles, it's got a groove that, that uh, it's a combination of from New Guinea, musician, uh, incantations from New Guinea, because that's what Buica is, her parents are, are part, of, part of that. Uh, the, the, the bass line, uh, it was the last thing that I kind of I put, because I changed, the, at the last minute I changed the bass line. I asked Benny, Benny, can you thump it more like Larry Graham? You know, Larry Graham invented and created, and he's the originator originator of that. You know, it's a lot of great musicians in, in the Munch and uh, Marcus Miller, but it was Larry. They can all tell you it comes from Larry Graham. You know, so I wanted to put that in there in the the, the, the yambe, and, uh, and and it's it really really works. I'm I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna try to create create a different kind of single out of it, and by put inviting different other. Uh, producers to possibly change certain things on it, you know, because there's a reason why you mention it. It's very intoxicating, you know. It's almost like uh, opium or hashish in in a sense that it takes into a place outside of time and gravity. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, intoxicating is exactly the word I would use. You know, I had the headphones on when I was listening to this, and it's just one of those moments where stop everything, don't read, don't look, don't just wait, you know. And it's it's a hell of a track. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll bring up another one, too. Uh, uh, tu me lo merezco? Am I even close on that one? Uh, Yo me lo merezco, which means I am worthy of it. And see, that's in, in the words, the title of this song is Wicca and I. We're aware that we want to invite the masses, uh, the Western mind and the Eastern mind and all kinds of minds to just stop and say, take a deep breath and say, I am worthy of my own light. You know, this is the opposite of being a guilt, wretched sinner or guilty of sin and all that other stuff. But when you say, yo me lo merezco, means I am worthy. And, and that's not egotistical, arrogant, or deception. Deception is the other one, that you're a wretched sinner, you're so full of poop, and there's not enough toilet paper to clean you. That's deception. You know, that's, that's illusion. The only reality is that you're pristine with purity and innocence. And so when you say, yo me lo merezco, it's an invitation for humans to, to, for us to start looking at each other in a different light. And the way it's saying uh, from Buica, um, those powerhouse vocals. And by the way, the, the way the guitar picks up in that is, is just fantastic as well. You know, with what you. Yeah, with what you're saying, the concept of this song and, and, and how it's being delivered vocally, how much direction was she given versus, you know, what she brought into that song, a song like this specifically? This is the absolute truth. We recorded 49 songs in 10 days, recorded half of that, and then we went to Australia and New Zealand with Cindy and I in the band. And when we went over there, our brother Rick Rubin said, hey, man, on Supernatural, you had a lot of guest singers and who do you want in this one? I said, I only want two singers, man, Laura and Bula and Wika, you know. And so he he got a hold of Wika, and Wika came, and she told me, she held my hands, and just tears started coming out. And I said, you okay? She goes, Maestro, I thought I was only going to do one song. And then they played all the songs, and every time they played a song, I could hear what I needed to do. I wrote new lyrics, new melodies, new concepts. The music drove me like automatic writing to create something i never done before. So nothing was told to her to do or not to do other than her own spirit. That's the, that's the gospel truth. And, well, and you mentioned Laura Mavula there. Big compliments on that uh, on on Blue Skies there too, because another just beautiful delivery uh, on on this record. 
There were songs that came out uh, earlier in the year, um, you, you know, the In Search of Mona Lisa EP with 49 songs written like that. Were those part of the same sessions? Yeah, yeah. It's just that they were so different than this other music that I decided to, you know, I, I said to Rick Rubin, you know, I'm going to take this one out of here and, and, and do something different, like an entrance f- for us being with Conquer Records and, and to test the waters. And, and uh, you know, everything that's happening in my life right now is, is very much much a testament of a divine flow, you know, uh, with John Burke from Conquer Records uh, being at, at the right time, at the right place to in, in, invite me to be in, in this uh, this house now. But he believed in it. When he heard the album, he really, really wanted the album, you know, and, and uh, I had such certain specifications that I, that I needed in order for, for us to, to have a union, and he met everything that I asked him. And I'm really, really grateful, you know, to tell you that everything that happened about Africa Speaks is exactly the same that it happened with Supernatural. It's divinely ordained for a certain flow to occur, uh, what people call synchronicity or, you know, uh, I think it's an orchestration that's being done while I sleep from other people. If you read what happened, how Smooth was created almost by 20 people before it got to me, you know, and by the time it got to me, Rob Thomas and like 19 or a bunch of other people were, were all had their hands in it trying to, you know, by the time they presented it to me, I was like, wow, this is, thank you, you know. So, again, uh, I'm just making a point that this kind of music, like A Love Supreme or Supernatural or uh, what's going on, uh, Exodus. I can tell you the ones, uh, Miles Davis, Kind of Blue. There's certain songs that, that the songs play you. You just happen to be at the right place at the right time. And, you know, you mentioned Supernatural. Of course, we're going to touch on that, too, on its 20th anniversary. But having a landmark record so far into your career at that point, I mean, no few artists get that moment. And it's still such a great standout record that I can listen to just as easy as the first time. Do you find that those songs, you know, do they mean anything to you 20 years later, you know, as you kind of put the spotlight on them? Yeah, anything and everything that I've done, it has that. You know, it's it's amazing that uh, the thing about Supernatural, it's just energy that need, that needs to blossom at the, at the right time. And I'm just really grateful to all the musicians and all the writers and producers and accountants and lawyers because <laughs> it was a parade of people that, you know, that they uh, they participated believing and that this needed to be, and I'm grateful to all of them. And, and the other anniversary that you know we'll get talked about is getting talked about, of course, is the 50th anniversary, not only of of Woodstock, but you know that was your debut album that came out in '69. You use uh, something from Woodstock as as your walkout, right? I mean, that's playing uh, over the loudspeakers. Yeah, we start with that because that was the first thing that we were. That was the first door uh, that we walk in through that um, I learned that humans are capable of unity and harmony. Like when we celebrated the year 2000 and from Australia all the way to Honolulu, it went around and people celebrated with fireworks and there was no mishaps, no incidents, no violence. And uh, so we like, what's that? We are capable to get along and, and, and complement one another and heal one another and take care of one another. It shouldn't only be when there's catastrophes happening, you know, uh, like tsunamis or earthquakes. Uh, the best of humans can come out now all the time. It shouldn't be only when there's like some kind of earth-shattering catastrophe, you know. We're ready now to embrace the concept that we really are one. It's not just a saying. We really, really are one. And, and we can celebrate our differences. I know that, that performance, that show, that festival, eventually that movie – 
came to define and project uh, everything that you're saying right there. And, and as we flip that coin to what, of course, I will hear within seconds of turning on any news break right now, and a lot of those politics are pointed towards your home country at the moment. You know, does it worry you at all the direction we're headed? No, everything that's happening is happening for a purpose. It's almost like a excuse the expression, like a hemorrhoid or a pimple that needs to be popped and healed. And we, when it gets to its worst, it becomes kind of white because it's infected. You see where I'm going. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. So it needs to be popped and disinfected. That's a metaphor for spiritual praying, you know, because prayer really, really works. And there's self-deception and self-discovery. Uh, humans are discovering that we're ready now to look at a global perception that that we really are one you know uh, when if you and I were able to take a camera and be launched into space and look at the earth you don't see flags and borders and patriotism and none of that stuff mm-hmm. you just see this beautiful planet and we're all the baby the planet is the womb you know and it, I mean that's the ultimate reality 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 in in so when you look at it like that, why is it taking so long for us to like really nurture each other, feed each other, educate each other, share it with one another? This wall will come down like the Berlin Wall came down because like the Berlin Wall or the Wall of China, walls are built by a mentality of fear. You know, that there's not enough water and there's not enough this for it, you know, and, and it's basically built by people who are really, really afraid to lose their so-called property. You know, it's really disgusting to see property and, and profit over people. That's really what it is, you know? So people give give names to patriotism and flags. And, but to me, I don't see none of that stuff, man. My passport is my heart and the currency is love. If that's too hippie, tough titty, man. I'll see you when you get there. You know, you enjoy... If this is your heaven, you enjoy your hell heaven. This is not my heaven. And my heaven is like Bob Marley and John Lennon and Coltrane. In my heaven, there's room and enough water and bread and, and love for everyone. That's where I'm coming from. If that, again, scares you, then, you know, then you're, you still need to go around the block a couple of times until you realize that your reality is an illusion. My reality is reality because my reality I'm seeing with, uh, you know, four or 5,000 years from now, you're not going to, you know, you have euro in, in Europe. Eventually, you were going to have one currency in this planet, and that's going to be love. Yeah, we talk about, uh, you know, how... How fortunate it is that we live in a you know an age where medicine is advanced and everything. But I tell you, to live in an age where there is no borderline, you know, that's no 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 country, no nationalism or anything like that. Uh, those folks would be awful lucky. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's around the corner. It will happen. You know, it's not that long ago that we didn't have uh, phones with all those things in them. You know, like. A lot of the words that we use now uh, in the 70s, we, people would have thought that, or even in 1910, people thought that you're like possessed, talking to a stick or talking to this, or you know. <laughs> it, it, so the 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 only difference is that anything that has to do with computer and satellites is is very primitive compared to the spirit, because Aborigines talk to one another for miles and miles without a phone and without te- without anything. You know, so our technology is very, very primitive compared to real spirit shamans, which is something that I need to talk just for a second. Mm-hmm. They have conventions and everything in Las Vegas, conventions about this, and but they don't have a convention yet about shamans convention. Aborigines, American Indians, Siberian, you know, and when you 
the moment we begin to start having shaman convention, then you're going to really, really see a different kind of laptop, a different kind of media, a different kind of uh, all collective consciousness awareness, you know, uh, and, and it's not seduced or stained and tainted by greedy people telling you on every channel what you need. You know, it's better to tell you what you don't need and what you already have than what you need. But people are under the illusion that you need to sell something because there's a lot of suckers out there, you know. And that's the wrong kind of, that's not even That's not even spiritual. That's just dumbass shit, you know. The, the spiritual thing, man, is eventually we will arrive at, at understanding what beauty and grace and really sharing is about. Like Woodstock, that that was a spiritual, sacred chaos, divine disaster. But it worked because we're still talking about it. Uh, and how all of this makes its way into your music. And again, I'm so appreciative of that. And you know, I'll wrap up by again complimenting with with how that arrives in Africa speaks. It's one of the best records that you've ever done. And again, to be this far into any career and have that you know ability uh, is nothing short of amazing. And and so thank you so much. For all of that. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I, I love being in love with life. Thank you for everything. Thank you so much, Carlos. Uh, take care, take and we'll see you around. You too. All right, bye. Okay, bye-bye. And my eternal thanks, Carlos Santana. The brand-new Santana record is called Africa Speaks, and it's out now. Uh, don't forget, before you get out of here, if you haven't subscribed to the series, again, we put out multiple interviews every single week, three over at Consequence of Sound, uh, four over at WFBK.org. So subscribe at your favorite place to get podcasts. And again, that includes iTunes and Apple Podcasts, as well as YouTube and Spotify. And after that, head over to WFBK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. I play uh, brand new songs. We celebrate anniversaries from some uh, favorite albums as well. And you get clips from these interviews. Again, that's uh, WFPK.org. Consequenceofsound.net has your music and film news. And you can also find me at Twitter at Kyle Meredith and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.